Hey everyone, welcome to episode 103, Boomerang Judgment. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, so I love this topic. It's actually a very touchy topic. So your ego is not gonna like me very much because when I do this work, my ego is very angry at me and it starts to have temper tantrums and it starts to convulse a little bit and starts to give me lots of pushback. So just be aware of that and do not throw tomatoes at me. Did I tell you that one time when I was pregnant with Grady, I was walking in Mercado in Naples to have dinner with my girlfriends and someone from a balcony above threw a tomato at me. Like what? How does that even happen? They missed, but like, who does that and why? Like, talk about random. That just popped in my head. So I love the work of Byron Katie. She is phenomenal. And she talks about judgment and why we do it. And you can probably guess the reason why we do judge other people is because the brain is always looking to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So it's always looking for the warning signs. It's always looking for the things that make us feel in danger. Even though we know we're not in danger, but another person, another experience can bring up and trigger and unveil that warning sign. Kind of like when you ever are driving your car and the warning light comes on, you know you need to change your oil. So our brain does the same thing. It's always looking out for danger. Now, if we had a lot of chaos and a lot of pain and a lot of trauma from our past, whether it's in our childhood or in our 20s or our 30s or our 40s, my goodness, I'm almost, I'm getting closer to 50 than I am to 40. I just saw a post on Facebook about people who want to, you ready for this? Looking for people who want to help coordinate our 30-year high school reunion. I was like, what? No, that's impossible. 30 years? Uh, yeah, I graduated in 1992. What is going on? So anyway, I digress. So the reason why we judge other people and the reason why we are in a state of judgment is because the brain is trying to protect ourselves especially if we have a wounded little girl or a wounded girl in our 20s or a wounded boy in our when we were six, that pain does not ever go away. It just gets stored in our unconscious mind, which we talk about all the time on this podcast. And another book that was fabulous was Gabby Bernstein's Judgment Detox. Holy guacamole was that good. And so I'm kind of combining the two in this podcast and studying the work of both or either self-healer that you resonate with the most. And so in the work of Byron Katie, she has this turnaround technique, judge your neighbor worksheet. The reason why we know why we judge other people is because we are trying to keep ourselves safe. That's why we judge other people or we might judge a new workout or we might judge a new business venture or even judging buying a new house. Judgment is good. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. The reason why it gets in our way is if it stops us from taking action towards things that we want and stops us from progressing in life. If I had a penny for every time someone said to me, I feel stuck, Kelly, I don't know what it is. That is completely normal. Sometimes I feel stuck. If I had a penny for every time I was told that by someone else, I'd be a gabillionaire. If I had a penny for every time I told myself that, I'd be a double gabillionaire. So 
I want you to know that judgment of others and not taking action or judgment of other experiences is completely normal because everyone is walking around with, am I good enough? Am I worthy? Am I valuable? On our forehead, that is the general question for all the things. So the brain is always trying to seek evidence that how that is true and how that is not true. So you might go to your parents and not ask them right now, but you might say, well, the way I was treated shows that I'm not worthy, that I'm not valuable, that I'm not seen, that I'm not heard, because they couldn't give it to themselves, so they couldn't project that onto you. We talked a lot about that. And so the reason why we judge, I don't want you to beat yourself up for judging, but I also want you to use it as evidence for how to propel and to evolve and get unstuck. And also give that same grace and compassion to yourself and to others when they judge you. You know, I'm good for a few quotes. Oh my goodness. I just uploaded all the parenting quotes that I have for an upcoming boot camp, and I think I was in the 400s. So, you know, I'm addicted to quotes. And this was from the work of Byron Katie and Gabby Bernstein. And some quotes from the books are Every time you judge someone, you reveal a part of yourself that needs healing. Whoa. There's a story behind every person, there's a reason why they're the way they are. Think about that before you judge someone. Oh, this one is gonna, this one, when I read this, I was like, burn, baby, burn. Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. What is going on? And this is a good one. Our job is to love others without stopping to inquire whether or not they are worthy. Now, these quotes are great and they're inspiring. Now, how does this work for the turnaround technique? So I asked all of you, what's another word for turnaround? Something that gives back to you like a boomerang or a mirror. I said slingshot, which doesn't really make sense because slingshots go away from you. But I was thinking a slingshot of a like rubber ball against a wall. Wendy said, kids, very true. They reflect back to us how we feel about ourselves. Some ideas were reflection, Ferris wheel, circle back, rubber band, friction between good and evil, karma, dancing between partners, echo, rubber band, reverberate, you reap what you sow, giving, rebound, yawns, so contagious, refunds, ping pong, Volleys, ripples, charity, kindness, a hula hoop if you roll it, reciprocate, yo-yo, reflection, mirroring, synchronize, shadowing, hindsight, happiness, karma, yo-yo, karma, ricochet, ditto, and yo-yo. I mean, how good are you all? This is insane. All I could think of was boomerang, but you guys came up with so many more. And the reason why I wanted to start having your brain percolate a little bit on that is because this Byron Katie work is so powerful. And she has this worksheet. It's called Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet. And she has four questions. All of her work is based around four questions. And one of the turnaround effects is you ask four questions about a judgment. Is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? Like we talk about in the model, the circumstance. You can only put something in the circumstance if it could be proven in a court of law and a million people would agree with you. How do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? Number four, who would you like to be without that thought? Now, when she does the turnaround, she has you take one thought and turn it around, not from a place of beating yourself up, but from a place of empowerment. This is so powerful, especially when you're raising kids because our children are completely neutral. I know that's very difficult. I know that's very hard to like comprehend because the ego wants to flare and fight and push back. Our children and their ages are the circumstance. Our thought about our children is usually a reflection of something we judge within ourselves that we don't like or we wish we had more of. So she gives the example, Paul does not listen to me. So turn that thought around. I don't listen to myself. I don't listen to Paul. And the opposite, just to get your brain percolating a little bit, Paul does listen to me. How does Paul listen to me? 
Because your brain, it likes all or nothing. It likes to say, nope, that's not true. He never listens. He never listens. He never listens. Now, I don't know who Paul is, but everybody has a Paul in their life. Usually when we judge something in someone else or another experience, it's usually a reflection of something we don't like in ourselves. And I love when I catch myself judging someone, I like to find the similarities in what I'm judging. So like I was caught in a lot of judgment about David being so neat and tidy and organized. And I would reflect that back to me like, oh wait, maybe I want to be more neat and tidy and organized. Maybe it was something I didn't like within myself. Instead of always nitpicking him, how is it reflecting back to me something I don't like within myself? And I like to have, when I'm judging someone, especially within my four walls, I like to find the similarities of when I do that too. Like if your child is always late, how could we turn that around where we could see where we're always late and we have issues with time management? Then we don't come from so much judgment. We come from more grace and compassion and from a place of trying to figure it out versus judging, complaining, nagging. Why do you always? Why do you never? That energy doesn't ever solve the problem. If your child is a picky eater, when am I picky with my eating? I don't want to go to a restaurant and order the Poya Rosa Maria from Carabas and then get something else, get a ham sandwich. What's it like to be a picky eater? I know what that's like to have preferences when I want to eat something. If there's a lot of sass or a lot of whining coming from our kids, when do I get sassy? When do I whine? Sometimes I just whine in my head. I know what whining feels like. If our kids are messy, when am I messy? How can I turn that around of what it's like to live in a house that has too much stuff? I know what that feels like. Do you see how this loosens the judgment a little bit? Then we come from a place of yes. We come from a place of trying to figure it out versus us against them. When we see our kids have big, big feelings and they shout or they yell or they slam doors. When have we felt angry before? Always go to the emotion. And when have I felt that before too? Then it kind of normalizes it for yourself. You get out of judgment and you get from a place of empowerment and from a place of compassion and grace and love because you know that you have felt that same emotion too. You might've expressed it differently, but you can relate with your child or your spouse versus separating yourself and creating that distance and that space. Because when we judge others, we create distance. We create separation. And I don't know about you, but I do not like to be judged by my kids or by David. But when we open up to it, then we teach them how to open up to it too. If we think our kids are on our phone too much, how can I turn that around? How can I do the yo-yo? How can I do the reflection back? Am I on my phone too much? Again, not from a place of beating myself up, but from a place of, oh, I know how addictive those phones can be. I get that. Not making the behavior okay, but just understanding where it's coming from and what it's like. If your child doesn't listen, when do we not listen? When they try to tell us stories, sometimes Grady's telling me a story about Roblox or about Mario, and I just feel like, I don't even know what you're saying, but I'm just going to keep listening and I'm going to keep listening. When do we not listen? When they ask us to play or they ask us to do X, Y, Z, or they're telling a story and we kind of drown them out, just like they drown us out when we tell a story or we're trying to tell them a life lesson. We're so much the same. If our child is showing laziness, they don't want to get out of bed. When are we lazy? When am I lazy? I know I don't want to get out of bed when the alarm goes off. I know how that feels. Do you see how this creates so much more softness? Then we're not so angry and we're not so bitter and we're not so defiant against our child. I remember a big complaint I used to have about Lily was she was so strong-willed. She's so strong-willed. She cries about everything. What's going on? She's so stubborn. And then I turned it around. I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I'm super strong-willed. Maybe I'm controlling. Maybe I'm forgetting that they have free will. Isn't that crazy? Our kids and spouse have free will and free agency. Isn't that wild? We forget that. It's kind of a bummer to find out, but it's also super empowering. 
Because then we don't spend all our time focused on trying to solve for them or fix them or change them or mold them. And then we turn it around. We do the yo-yo and the boomerang right back on ourselves. But do not use this information as a whipping stick. This is such good information of where our work begins. When Lily was in first, second grade, she had so much anxiety. I didn't even know how to help her because I didn't know she was reflecting back the anxiety that she felt within me. So then I learned how to meditate. I learned how to slow down. I learned how to become more organized. I learned how to plan in advance. So I wasn't this chaotic, frenetic energy just spinning around like the Tasmanian devil throughout the house. It was too much for her. And she was reflecting that back at me. Like, chill, girl, you need to chill. But if I was always calling her strong-willed and stubborn, that doesn't get me anywhere. Just creates more distance, more separation. Sometimes our kids don't show impulse control. When do we not show impulse control? I know I don't. When Netflix says, you want to watch one more episode? I'm like, yeah, let's go. I know I shouldn't, but I do it anyway. So you'll find so much more empowerment when you realize the judgment that you're having for other people is more reflection of within us, something that we don't like or we want to change. Just like you might judge me and you might say, oh, well, I want to be like Kelly. And I always say the reason why our podcast resonates with you is not because anything I'm doing or saying, it's because it's lighting up something within you that's already there. It just might be dormant. Think about a child when they're born, they have this big, beautiful spirit. And then slowly with conditioning and with pain and with trauma, it gets chipped away a little bit. But we're still that person with that big, beautiful spirit. And so this podcast and other work, and when you meditate and when you pray, you feel that big, beautiful spirit coming back. Or when I say something that resonates with you or tugs at your heartstrings, that's because it's already in within you. The pain just kind of muffled it up a little bit. Nothing's gone wrong. That's part of the human experience. And so our work is to get back to that big, beautiful spirit. And so when you're judging other people or other experiences, just know that it's the brain's doing the brain's job to try to keep you safe and protect you, just like Maggie does with the Amazon delivery people. So then when someone else judges you or says something or you feel it, you can be like, oh, I know what that's like. I know their brain is just doing the brain's job. I've judged others. Of course, they're going to judge me and that's okay. They're probably right in what they're saying. Like, Kelly, she's a little much. Yeah, you're probably right. She's a little loud. Yeah, you're probably right. She's a little stubborn sometimes. Yeah, you're probably right. She doesn't listen that well. Yeah, you're probably right. Then you loosen up to it and it's not so much tension. And then you can do the same thing with other people and they don't feel the judgment going towards them and they don't shut down and pull away. Because what do you do when you're judged? You pull away, you shut down, you share less. So that's what our kids feel when we judge them relentlessly. They pull away, they shut down, they share less. Because the world, the four walls, it doesn't feel safe to them. So kids go where they feel safe, just like we go where we feel safe. And I love this quote. It says, seven things to remember when being judged by others. So this goes for when we judge other people, which is completely normal, and when other people judge us, which is completely normal. It's not about you. It's about them. It doesn't matter what they think. It matters what you think. We talked about that a lot in the Comparison is the Thief of Joy podcast. You don't have to convince anybody of anything. You don't need them to know the truth. You remind yourself of the truth. I love the quote by Brooke. It's okay for people to be wrong about me. Do they know my middle name? Do they know my dog's name? Do they know my birthday month? How well do they know me before they're going to judge me? And if they do know my middle name and they're judging me, I want to listen. I want to open up to it versus shutting it down. You don't need them to accept you or the situation. You need to come to your own acceptance of yourself and the situation. You focus on your side of the street. Is your side of the street clean of debris and litter? then you're good to go. You can't stop them from judging, so focus all of your energy on detaching. That is detaching the ego. People are gonna judge you, and that's okay. You're gonna judge other people, and that's okay. I judge other people, and that's okay. My kids judge me, and that's okay. David judges me, and that's okay. I judge David, and that's okay. I judge Lily and Grady, and that's okay. I even judge Maggie, 
and that's okay. So when you feel that coming at you, just end it with, and that's okay. That's part of the human experience. Being human is hard, bro. So everybody else that we're interacting with, they're having the same hard feeling, just different hard. If they're judging you about something you already feel insecure about, it's a blessing in disguise. Life is just showing you what you need to heal within. This is an evolving, everlasting journey. It's like being on the everlasting gobstopper of Mario. The levels never stop. We don't ever stop the levels when we're in school because Grady's in fourth grade. He's thinking about fifth grade. Lily's in seventh grade thinking about eighth grade. They don't think that something's gone wrong. It's just the evolvement of their education. So I'm 46, moving up to level 47. Nothing's gone wrong. This is a journey and not a destination. There is no perfection. There is no finish line. So why not enjoy the journey versus trying to fight against it and not feeling good enough along the way? We're all 50-50. We're all flawed and we're all awesome. I'm very flawed and I have some awesome parts too. Just like you're flawed and you're awesome and your kids are flawed and awesome. My kids are flawed and awesome. David's flawed and awesome. So is Maggie. She's mostly awesome though. I just wish she'd fall in love with the vacuum cleaner. So when you can lean into that, then we don't have to be all good or all bad because the brain wants to go to the all or nothing. But that's where we lose the magic. That's where we lose all the goodness because we throw the baby out with the bathwater, literally. So when you feel yourself leaning into judgment, turn it around, do the boomerang, do the yo-yo, whatever word resonated with you, whatever analogy resonated with you, use that technique as evidence to connect with someone versus judging them. And then they might do the same in return and they might not, and that's okay. And just like the Dalai Lama says, love is the absence of judgment because when we judge others, we feel the pain, not them. I added that last part, not Dalai Lama. I'll talk to you guys next week. Love you so much, bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com and if you really want to fill up my love cup, Send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.